Hi, I'm Shelley Carney, Livestream Coach. As a content creator, I've learned a lot about making videos, creating podcast episodes, writing blog posts, and doing it all consistently. I'll share my tips and tools with you, along with a few stories that illustrate my livecast lifestyle. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome. It's good to see you today. Today we're going to be talking about live podcasting strategies for the introverted, introverted, introverted creator. What's an introvert? An introvert is somebody who prefers, you know, uh, thinking inside their heads and conserving their energy rather than being amongst crowds of people. And that's me. So let's get into talking about that. I'm going to share my slides with you. Live podcasting strategies for the introverted creator. It may seem a little um, juxtaposed to do live streams when you're an introvert, but it isn't really um, that juxtaposed. So first I want to say what we can do to get started. I want to share this with you so that I don't forget. Um, I have a very special framework that's going to help you to gain visibility for your brand and business, connect with your target audience, quickly create engaging content every week. And it's called the Content Consistency Framework and Schedule. And you can get that at framework.agkmedia.studio. And it is a super helpful <clears throat> set of infographics that you can print out, put up on your wall, and uh, they will guide you through the framework for creating content every week. So check that out at framework.agkmedia.studio. All right. So what we might think about introverts is an introverted creator is just going to be hiding in their house, writing blogs, writing books, um, otherwise staying anonymous, not really telling the world about who they are because, well, they're an introvert. Well, that's not quite what an introvert is. Really, introverts are online personalities. They're coaches and consultants, and they are building an audience by collaborating with other creators and boosting their brand and business. So they're basically doing the same thing extroverts are doing. Um, but there are some reasons that we can do it maybe just a little bit better. So how, what is that? Well, first, let's talk about our brains and our energy. So our brain uses 20% of the body's energy. So as we take in calories, our brain, which is only about 2% of our body weight, is using 20% of the energy that we bring into our body every day. And it's using that energy mostly for monitoring your environment. So if you're in a comfortable, familiar environment, you're not going to have to use quite so much energy on in monitoring your environment because you know what's around you. You're, you're used to it. You're familiar with it. It's comfortable. Um, but... Uh, so that's conserving our energy when we are in an environment that's familiar. That's one way to conserve our energy. Another way to conserve our energy is not to have stress going on, additional stress. Um, stress might be caused by things that are unfamiliar or unusual or unexpected. Uh, stress affects our memory and our brain functions and a low level of consistent and chronic stress could be described as anxiety. And anxiety promotes inflammation, 
which adversely affects health, uh, not only our brains, but our hearts and the rest of our bodies. So we want to keep that in mind, uh, that we want to use our strengths and conserve our energy and stay healthy when we're doing these things. We're live streaming, podcasting, and blogging and sharing our content with the world. We want to be able to take care of ourselves, take care of ourselves at the same time. We want to minimize stress. So how do we minimize stress? Well, we can establish some control over our situation. What does that mean? Um, being prepared helps us to establish some control. Um, being in familiar places and in familiar situations, having routines, that can help us to have some control over our situation. Uh, we can use strategies to help manage our workload. So if we have a framework in a schedule that we follow every week and we know what to expect, that's going to help us to minimize our stress. Once again, I have that framework and schedule available to you. And that is one of the tools that I use to minimize my stress. We can anticipate and plan for stressful events. So if you feel like you're going to get stressed out about doing a live stream, the more you can plan and prepare for it, such as putting together an outline and slides, that helps you to reduce the amount of stress that comes with doing the live stream. That's what it does for me. And when we stick to routines, including a sleep schedule, we minimize our stress. Uh, sleep is very important. It helps us to decompress and helps us to heal and uh, feel strong again. Um, in the morning when we wake up, we are ready to attack the day once more. And it reduces the stress when we have a sleep routine. Um, a great sleep routine to follow is the three, two, one. Uh, so three hours before sleep, you stop eating, no more calories after three hours before bedtime. And uh, two hours before bedtime, no more work, put all the work away, and we start to relax and wind down. And then one hour before sleep, uh, take away all the screens. Now, I kind of don't do that. I watch a little bit of television just before bed myself. But if you're having trouble falling asleep, it's a good idea to eliminate screens an hour before bedtime. So let's talk about content creators. Who are content creators? Content creators might be coaches, consultants, authors, personal development and spiritual guides, um, small business owners create content to uh, get some visibility for their business. Thought leaders create content and encore entrepreneurs can create content. Basically anybody can create content. You don't have to be an extrovert to do it. You can be an introvert. You can be in any position and you can create content. It doesn't take a whole lot of um, skill and talent to get started. Here are some traits of the introverted creator. Uh, the introverted creator is comfortable at home. Uh, we're in familiar atmosphere. We're comfortable. We like to be at home. Um, it, you know, a lot of times extroverts are like, I got to get out. I got to 
see people. I got to talk to people. I got to get out of the house and, you know, get out and drive around and do things. Well, the introvert's more like, you know what? I'm pretty comfortable at home. I like it here. Uh, you want to go out and party? I'm going to stay home and um, read a book. And that's what's comfortable for the introvert. Uh, we enjoy solo activities so we can focus on our work. We can um, think and not be distracted by coworkers, not be overshadowed by other people uh, spouting off their opinions. We get to think our own thoughts. We like to have control over interactions. So that means um, we don't want people coming up into our faces and uh, talking to us where we can't easily disengage from that. Um, we prefer to have that control over that interaction. Okay, I'm going to talk with you on the phone or I'm going to talk with you over video conferencing and then I have control. Uh, we, have, we enjoy familiarity and predictability. And that inspires confidence in us. So to have a schedule, to be in a familiar environment, to know what we're doing and what is expected of us, and to be able to have the confidence that uh, we can do those things, um, that makes us feel confident. And uh, then we can, you know, go ahead and get those things done and, and we feel comfortable with it. Uh, we have a hope for business growth. Now, hope is not a marketing strategy, unfortunately. Um, we do want to grow our business, but some of the things that it takes, such as uh, networking and collaboration and all of these things, require us to reach out and work with other people, you know, get to know them, build a relationship with them. And that's a little bit more uncomfortable. But because we do want to grow our business, we will conserve our energy in the other areas so that we can save it up for those things that take more energy for us, which is that collaboration and reaching out and networking with people. And the last one I have is that we want to share our knowledge and advice with other people. It makes us feel good to know that our thoughts and our ideas are valuable and that they matter and that they can help other people. So we want to share our knowledge with the world for those reasons. What are some of the benefits of becoming a content entrepreneur? Well, no in-person networking is required. We can do it online. We can work from home. We can be in our comfortable environment. Another one is we can start now and grow into it. We don't have to have a lot of equipment or a lot of knowledge or a lot of software to get started with content creation. It's as easy as having a computer where you can start typing a blog, then you're sharing your knowledge on your terms. Um, you might want to write a blog. You might want to tell stories. Uh, you might be comfortable with that. You might want to make videos. You might, might want to do a podcast. You get to do it on your terms. What's comfortable and fun for you and maybe how do you prefer to share your knowledge and your passions with the world? You get to decide. Um, an efficient workflow is predictable. That's one of the things that we like as introverts is we like a predictable um, workflow that we know beginning to end what's going to happen, what's required of us, and what do we do on Mondays, and what do we do on Tuesdays, and what do we do on Wednesdays. And when we know and we don't have a lot of uncertainty, we have this 
uh, predictability, we feel much more comfortable. We gain online visibility and stay competitive, even though we're not able to network and be in a crowded room, we can still network online and on social media, and we can share our knowledge on YouTube and LinkedIn. Um, there are ways that we can still be competitive with our business and to grow our business, even though we're not, you know, out in public, for instance. Uh, and one of the other benefits of becoming a content entrepreneur in the way that we do it, which is live stream first, um, and then you go on to other types of content. If you do it the way we show you, there's no editing, which means there's a quick turnaround, there's less to learn, there's less to go wrong, and uh, it's faster and cheaper because editing programs cost money and they require you to have these skills and knowledge that you have to learn, and that takes time. So if you don't have to edit because of the way we do this, then you're saving time and money and less things can go wrong. So here are my top seven strategies for success for the introverted content creator. Number one, prepare your presentation. Two, Develop a lead magnet or a free download. Number three, live stream video. Number four, upload a podcast episode. Number five, blog post. Number six, social media posts and a LinkedIn newsletter. And number seven, email update. Now, all of these are awesome tools for the introvert because you can do them all on your own. Number one, prepare the presentation. First, you want to ch uh, choose a topic of interest, something that your audience really wants to know. You should know who your audience is and what it is that is their problem, their questions, what they ask you, what they want to know, and build your presentations on those things so that they are of interest to your target audience. Create an outline. So all you need to do is write, you know, basically three to five to seven main points and then break down each of those main points into a set of bullet points that explains that main point. That's your outline. Then from that, you can create a set of slides like I have here. And uh, your slides can be simple, just a few words on a, on a, on a slide and maybe an image, something to keep people visually engaged so that if they're watching your video, they can read along with it. And then uh, graphics for thumbnails. So we can create those. We create those on Canva. Um, you can use whatever program you like, um, but you're going to need some graphics for your YouTube thumbnail. And then you're going to create um, something very similar, but in a different shape, uh, square shape for your podcast. Come up with a title and description. Your title you should check with uh, a keyword explorer on from TubeBuddy. That's something that you can use. Or you can do a headline analyzer tool like uh, CoSchedule and check your title to make sure that it's something that people will look for and find. 
you know, you want to have the best SEO on your title as you can and write your description. Now your description allows you to have a few more keywords in there and kind of engage your audience, get them excited about watching that live stream because you, you're going to put the, de the description out before you create the content. So you want it to, you know, bring people in. And the last thing on the preparation is to schedule your presentation on StreamYard. And you're, when you do that, StreamYard's going to ask you for the title and the description and the thumbnail. So you want to have those ready before you do the scheduling. Then the next thing is develop a lead magnet or a free download. Your lead magnet should answer one of those burning questions that your audience might have, your target audience. Um, what do they want to learn from you? What do they want to know? Answer one of those burning questions in your lead magnet. That should fit in with the presentation. So for instance, I do the, uh, cons the content consistency framework and schedule. I offer that along with this presentation because it fits in. We're talking about the same thing and it answers those questions by giving you a visual infographic that you can print out and put up on your wall. That's a free lead magnet that something like that, that you could create that is simple and quick to consume. You don't wanna make it too long and too complicated because if people download something long and complicated, they go, oh yeah, here's an ebook and I'll get to it later when I have more time. And then they put it away in a file and they never go back to it. So they never get that value from it. If it's something quick and simple, they can download it, take a quick look at it and decide, is this something that I can put to use right away? And if so, you, they may they may print it out right, right then, print it out, put it up on the wall and start using it immediately. They're going to get value from it day one rather than some kind of a long ebook uh, that they say, you know, I'll, I'll look at it when they have more time and they put it away in the file and kind of forget about it. So keep it simple and quick. Uh, landing page with a form. Now, most of your email marketing apps such as uh, MailChimp or we use um, SendFox, um, there's ConvertKit, there's a lot of them out there. Whichever one you're using should have some kind of a landing page that you can create with your sales copy uh, that promotes your free download. And uh, it should include a form that they fill out when they get there that asks for their name and their email address. And then they click the button and they get their free download. Once they have their free download, they should then start getting email from you created email welcome sequence. This could be a sequence of three emails, one each day for the first three days that they've signed up that says, welcome, so glad you're in my community. Uh, please make sure you check out my video that uh, I put out about whatever, you know, or my blog, my latest blog post is really great. Go look at it here. Um, and by the way, I offer a free consultation. If you want to share your vision with me, here's where you schedule that. So you just want to have that nurturing sequence. And then once they've had those three emails, they can go onto your regular email list so that they'll start getting your weekly newsletter. Um, the next thing is your live stream video. If you set up an in-home studio 
for quick and easy live streams, then it's very simple to just sit down, click a few buttons, turn on the lights, and you're ready to live stream. And that's what we recommend. And if you do not have that yet, but you're interested in learning more about that, we have a video on my uh, YouTube channel called Home Studio Setup for video recording and live streaming. Go check that out on my channel and um, you'll know how to set up your own in-home studio for that. Come on at the same time every week. For this show, I'm coming on Wednesdays at four o'clock in the afternoon mountain time. And when you have it every week at the same time, people begin to know that you're going to show up. They start showing up. And it also puts it on your calendar at the same time every week. So you know that you're going to show up, you plan for it. Your family knows that you're doing a live stream that same time every week. So they can support that by, you know, letting you have that time uh, to yourself so that you can do your live streams and use consistent branding and format. Now you can set branding up in StreamYard ahead of time. Like you can see my background, my um, scroll across the bottom, my uh, logo up in the corner. These things are all my branding for my channel and they are there every week so that you know when you see the video, if you're scrolling by and you see that, you go, oh, that's Shelly Carney Livestream Coach. Those are her colors. Those are her branding elements. So I recognize that you can have your intro and your outro uh, can be uploaded into StreamYard as well. So they just click the button and they play. So those are the same every week. And uh, that consistent branding and format helps you to feel comfortable with your live stream. And it helps your audience to know what's coming next and uh, what they should expect. Don't worry about being perfect when you start. You're going to improve as you move forward, but don't stop yourself from doing this because it's not perfect yet, because it's not going to be perfect, but it is going to get better as you move forward. And people will inform you uh, what they like about your show, what they want to see more of, and you can look at your analytics and find out what things are going right, what things are going wrong, and how to tweak those things. So get started and you'll improve as you move forward. Next, upload your podcast episode. You can use either the audio file or the video file from the live stream to upload to a podcast app. Now we use Anchor and Anchor will accept a video uh, and then it will separate out the audio for those places that you're sending it that don't accept video, but Anchor is owned by Spotify. So if you upload a video to Anchor, then it goes up as a video on Spotify. So that's one of the nice things that Spotify offers. Not all podcast uh, platforms offer video, but uh, Spotify does. So you have that option if you want to go that way. If you only want to send it out as an audio, you can do that as well. Um, and you can use whatever podcast app is best for you. Uh, use the same title and description that you put into your YouTube video for, uh, that you put into StreamYard for your YouTube and other, other, uh, platforms, other social media sites. And that way you're not having to come up with a whole new 
title and whole new description. You're just copying and pasting it. That's going to save you time. And the square cover art can be the same as the YouTube thumbnail. Like I said, in Canva, you can design the YouTube thumbnail. You can use your colors and your fonts or however you want to create it. And then all you have to do is click the button that says uh, copy and resize and make it into the square format. And it will take all the elements from your YouTube thumbnail and put them into a square format. And then you can adjust them at that point. Blog post is the next thing that you're going to do. Now you can take your audio file that comes off of your live stream and put that into Descript and it will transcribe it and you can edit it. You could do some simple edits in Descript such as uh, deleting all of the filler words like um, ah, uh, mm, uh, mm, so, and uh, <laughs> there's certain things that you can just immediately take out so they're not there anymore. And uh, then you can download the transcript and edit that for clarity to use as a blog post. You can also add in, say, uh, the outline that you created or the, uh, you know, the bullet points that you used on your slides. You can take those and use them as headlines and bold. And, uh, you know, you want to make it visually interesting, easily, uh, easy to read and, and consume. So as you're doing these blog posts over time you're going to get better and better at turning a transcript into a blog post and then as you're uh, putting it up onto your site now you i use wordpress because again we use anchor when we upload to anchor it automatically connects to a wordpress blog site if that's what you choose to do or if you have a website that you want to put it on, you can do it that way. But <clears throat> you're going to want to add some images and keyword tags to your blog for SEO purposes and for a more engaging blog post. And you might just use some of the images that you used on your slides. You can just copy and paste those. So that makes, makes it a little bit easier not to have to reinvent the presentation for each format. You just take what you already did and copy and paste it over to the other formats. Next, we have social media posts and LinkedIn newsletter. Uh, you can use a social media scheduler such as Missing Letter or Social Web Suite, something like that. And what we do is we put in the RSS feed for the different products. So it uh, will access the YouTube channel, it will access the podcast, it will access the blog. And when I publish to those sites, then the social media scheduler will take that information and then send it out as a post to wherever I've told it to post, which it could be Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, it can go to all these different places that I've set up. So some of them are very easy. You know, you set them up once and then you just let them go for a while. And every time you put out new content, you would set them up. Um, it takes about 10 minutes. Set it all up as a bunch of posts and then it goes for however long you decide. You can set it up for a year. You can set it up for six months or two months or two weeks or whatever you choose. Um, so a social media scheduler is going to save you a lot of time 
And it continues to post even if you're busy doing something else. Then um, you can take your blog post that you wrote and uploaded to either your website or WordPress or wherever, and you can take some of the content out of the blog post and put it into a LinkedIn newsletter. And LinkedIn helps content creators by sending out your content to, you know, a, a bunch of people <laughs> and helps you to get subscribers because it will send them a message. It will say, you know, Shelly Carney put out another LinkedIn post. Would you like to read it? Would you like to subscribe to it? And then if you subscribe to it, you'll also get an email that says Shelly Carney put out a new LinkedIn post and then click on the link in the email and you go right to it and you can read it. So it's really helpful, I think, for uh, increasing your reach to use the LinkedIn newsletter as a creator. What you want to do is in your LinkedIn newsletter, make sure you put something like that free download so that you will get those people from LinkedIn onto your email list. That is the, the major goal because you want to send out email updates and you have to grow your email list first uh, to be able to send them an email update. Your email update should go out once a week and share all your content links. Here's what we did. Here's our podcast. Here's our blog. Here's uh, our videos. Here's where they all are. Here's all the links to that. Um, and here's what we talked about. And then announce your upcoming shows. Here's what's coming up this week. Now we do this. Mostly we talk about our upcoming shows in the newsletter more than we talk about what happened. Uh, because what happened last week is going into the blog and is going into the LinkedIn newsletter. And then we take a piece of that and put that in the email update. So they're getting last week's information. They rate it. They may want to read more so they can click on the button to go read the LinkedIn or the blog and, uh, and get more information. And then we tell them what's coming up for the week. Here are our shows. Here's what they're about. Here's how you, you know, click this link to set a reminder. And all of that's in the email that they get once a week. And we get a lot of people who are very interested in that content. And they're also interested in things that are behind the scenes. So we might put in a picture of, here's what we did last week. Here's some people we met. Uh, here's, uh, you know, we, we met up with some subscribers and, you know, we did this, uh, we went to dinner or whatever. So we'll talk about these behind the scenes things and people love that sort of thing. So we talk about that as well. And we also make offers in there. If you want to have a, a call with us, a, con a consultation call and talk to us about your vision for your live stream, then, you know, uh, go to consulting at agkmedia.studio and that's a free uh, one hour consultation. So we'll put that in our newsletter. And we just nurture that relationship because we send that out every week with information about ourselves. Here are some bonus strategies for after you've been doing live streaming for several months, you might want to put some things together, some of your best blog posts and create a book and you can publish self-publish your book on Amazon or there's an, uh, another place called Lulu where you can publish your book and uh, then you can sell it on your own website. So it's a 
depending on how you want to sell your book. If you want to sell it on Amazon or if you want to sell it on your website. And then uh, that's one way to go. And, and a lot of times if you think maybe someday I might want to go speak on stages, it's a good idea to start publishing your books so that you have something to point to, to establish your authority and credibility and say, yeah, I wrote this book about the Livecast lifestyle and I wrote this book about being a consistent content creator, you know, and then you have topics that you can talk about. You can say to whoever you want to speak on their stage, you can say, look, I wrote a book on this. So that means you have enough knowledge about that topic to be able to speak on it as well. So it helps you to uh, get more speaking engagements if that's something that you're interested in. But it's so much fun to be able to hold up your book in your hand and say, I did this and, you know, have that 3D representation of something that you created digitally. Then the next bonus strategy is online events. And that could be a workshop or a summit. You can do it by yourself or you can do it with other people, other uh, creators. You can collaborate and you can either offer it for free and have it lead into something like a course or a membership that maybe is more expensive, or you can offer it at an entry level fee. Say you want to sell it for $7 or $20 or something like that. You want to sell entrance to your workshop or summit, or maybe you want to offer it free if they show up live, but if they want the videos and the slides, then they pay, you know, for the VIP level. So these are some things that you can work your way towards after you've been putting out content for a few months. So here's your takeaway tip for today. Grow your online business while enjoying the benefits of working from home. Create contents consistently, help others solve their problems, and conserve your energy for clients. So this one is especially for introverts. It takes a lot of energy to do certain things. Anything that's outside of our comfort zone is going to take a little more energy. Um, a little more stress will be added to our lives for things that are, are more difficult and more outside our comfort zone. So conserve your energy by doing the things that are easy and familiar and uh, laid out in your framework while you conserve your energy for clients. So what can you do to get started? Once again, you want to gain visibility for your brand and business, connect with your target audience, and quickly create engaging content every week. So just grab my super efficient content consistency framework and schedule at Framework dot agkmedia.studio and that is going to be in the description box that's all we have for today's show live podcasting strategies for the introverted creator i hope that you got some value out of this and that um you know if you have any questions please do write to me at support at agkmedia.studio and would love to hear from you about anything that you would like to know more about that will help me to make better content for you in the future and uh, come back again next week and we'll have another show for you. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you got some value from what I've shared. I appreciate you. 
and we need to stick together and support each other. So please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. If you've got questions about content creation, distribution, marketing, or mindset, write to me at support at agkmedia.studio. I'd love to hear from you. Together, we're living the live cast lifestyle 2.0. I'm Shelley Carney.